fans, don't forget, this is a special warning for all of you. This episode contains explicit content, so please, please, please proceed with caution. Romeo, what's up, man? Hey, how are you? Doing good. I'm doing good myself. I got some bombshells I got to throw down to somebody, <laughs> so since you're here, I might as well do that once we get things things underway. But uh, yeah, man, summertime is here, and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's that time of the year for everybody. Okay, so... For our audience who don't know, David just got back from Amsterdam. Yeah, and fully recovered. <laughs> fully recovered. Yeah, it was tough. It was a 14-day trip. Uh, I visited five different cities and countries, eight different flights, and 14 days. So I did four days by myself because I had a buddy of mine who lives in Dublin. It was his 40th birthday, so uh-huh. I went out there to go celebrate with him and one other guy. Um, I went to London. I took a red eye. Went from L.A. to London for one day, and then went London to Paris for three days. And another good friend of ours, it was actually, uh, he was out there a week earlier. He was in Croatia with his family. So I said, hey, I can't go out there for three weeks. I don't get the kind of bankroll that you got. Um, So we agreed to meet in Amsterdam. So after Paris, I took a train up to Amsterdam, met up with one guy for three days, and then all three of us got together Flew to Barcelona. We did Barcelona for three days and then Porto, Portugal for three more and then closed it out in London. So, yeah, we got around, man. Uh, It seems like you had an amazing time. It was awesome. I think I fully paid off the entire trip just a couple days ago, too. Really? Yeah, because- You're so lucky you could do that. Well, I'm I'm lucky, but also I'm even more lucky because a buddy, one of the guys that was there, um, got mugged. Not beat up, but he got robbed. It was kind of a weird way of getting mugged slash you know, robbed. Um, we were at the W Hotel in Barcelona, and we were there with a couple other people. And the W Hotel, for all those that have never been there or never even seen it, it's perfectly placed on the coast, on the water. Wow. So when you look at the view of Barcelona, you look up the W Hotel, it has a an amazing view of the coastline. And so we went up there, obviously, to the sky top uh, roof bar, had drinks up there, and we we're partying it up all night. But the guys that went with were drinking in Barcelona like they were drinking in Las Vegas. Oh, and so that means they were throwing down, throwing <laughs> down. And I was the exact opposite. I was slow on my roll, had a couple cocktails. We were talking with a big group of women. Older, younger, like the I whole love how parents. you said big group of women. Well, I, like because it was like different groups, not literally. Like I didn't mean like literally in the sets, but I mean like you know the congregation it was like a group of four, as a group of three, as a group of five. <laughs> so because that hotel itself had a lot of people there for a couple conventions, so they were all up there, obviously post convention, having a good time. All my friends were got like annihilated, and one by one they started getting escorted out. <sighs> So I thought about this for a second, and I'm like, wait a minute. It's 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. I'm in Europe having a great time. Why the hell am I going to leave you because all my friends are irresponsible? So I was stuck in this predicament because I have an iPhone 7, and the battery sucks balls. And the charge on it was not very good. I was running low on a charge. It was like at 25 26%. And I thought, all right, I need to ditch these girls and go find my boys. I started texting a couple of them and nobody responded. Of course. What do you what did you expect? Was- I thought they would at least say, "Hey, we're downstairs waiting or whatever." Uh, I- so the the group of girls that I was with wanted to continue to party. 
And so I thought- to con- Just had a correction, to continue to party on your dime? No, no. Like we we were splitting everything like right down the pipe, okay. so we were good to go. Um, but they wanted to go clubbing still, and it was relatively early for Barcelona. It was like 2 o'clock. We go downstairs. Nobody's responding to my text messages, and we're using WhatsApp, and they weren't even reading it. You could see like an indicator that you know, right. they're there. And so no response. I said, you know what? I need to go find these guys. But the girl's like, let's go party. We're going to go party near where you guys are at. I was like, perfect. Let's get in the cab and let's roll. One of the girls wanted to go home, so we dropped her off immediately. And where she was staying was like a block or two away from where I was at. I don't know how. I don't know what happened, but I found my way back to our Airbnb. And the girl I was with and her friend, they still wanted to party. I said, I'm going to go up to my room real quick. Mm-hmm. Use the bathroom. I'll come back downstairs. I didn't have a charge on my phone, so I had zero intent to go back there. Go back downstairs. Oh my god, you're terrible! I went up, looked for my boys. They weren't around, and I just hung out there. The girls eventually bolted. My buddy comes back somehow intoxicated at four o'clock in the morning. No cell phone, no credit cards. He only had his passport. And he didn't know what happened. I guess he got thrown out, and he was getting pushed around by a bunch of locals. One guy picked his pocket for a phone, and one picked his pocket for oh his credit cards. God, dude, are you serious? Yeah, so the rest of the trip, I was actually helping pay for his night on the town or food or drinks or whatever. That's nice of you. I mean, he's been a childhood friend, so I was going to oh, do that anyway. Well, you have his back. Yeah, course, easily, yeah. easily. I mean, he would have done the same for me. Um, but I guess the roundabout way is, yeah, I'm finally paying that sucker off, but it was an awesome experience just to see Europe for the second time, I guess you could say, and then go on an experience in the red light district firsthand was just, it was phenomenal. Do tell. Okay. Well, from what I've been told, right. it's a lot, lot more tame than it was in like 10, 15, 20 years oh, ago. I, oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, in Barcelona, I was having guys ask me for Coke or blow or ecstasy day and night. Because you're the American guy yes. that wants to party. Yes, I mean, exactly. Europeans always have this. Like, I feel like they look at us Americans as sure. like a bunch of debaucherous like individuals that are- They're right. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously they're right. Yeah, yeah exactly. That we're here to party. We're here with Coke. We're here with ecstasy and a lot of American money. Right. Right. And you hit <laughs> the nail right on the head. Barcelona- that was one way. Amsterdam was another because everything was was good until it was just about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Red light district opens up and you have all these women in their little shops. We're in Southern California, so we see beautiful women all the time. Beautiful people. Yes. All the time, yeah. All the women in those workshops, gorgeous. Nines. Oh, I nine, bet. Nine, 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 and it was unreal. But wow. I- you know, you get the you get the bakeries and you get the the certain shops that have the brownies, the cookies, everything that you want in terms of marijuana. Like I don't do any of that. Oh man, I would you, uh, me. Uh, so first of all, I'm pro marijuana. I'm pro cannabis. Uh, so but, all about taxation. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> here in California, that's like it's high tax on that. But let me ask you. Okay, so I've never been to Europe. Yeah, you went to Amsterdam. The red light district, yeah, which is it's. I mean, it's historic for right. for what it's known for. Yes. Now let me ask you something. Was it? Do you think it was done? The red light district is it like cheesy or is it very glamorous? It, very. I feel like it's a. I mean, I could only imagine 
it probably it's very something glamorous. No, it's very casual. It, no, I'm it, saying like the way it's set up. Yeah, the way it's set up, they're regular streets. Right, right, right. So during the day, very unassuming. It, they're no different than any other street in Amsterdam. In fact, the the spot that I was staying at, we stayed at a two bedroom hostel, and it was on the the edge of the uh-huh. red light district. And my buddy and I had no idea until. That night when the lights started illuminating and they were all red. So you really can't tell until you actually look at it and then get in the middle of it. And then, yeah, of course, but all the partying was also done there in the red light district, too. Nice. A lot of bars, uh, no clubs that I saw or went into. And then everything else in the outskirts was like the breweries, the Guinness factory, a couple bike shops. So you can obviously bike around town and whatnot. But everything was happening there. And, of course, the canal rides were, were fantastic, too. But... Yeah, the the red light district, it's not boisterous, it's not all up in your face, but once you get there, you're there. Cuz I I imagine it like like the prostitution aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the windows and everything. Yeah. I feel like that's done probably a little bit more alluring than trashy. I just I mean, it's Europe. They always have that better palette for Yeah, I I think the best way to describe it, have you seen Ocean's 11? Yeah. Okay, you know in the scene where Brad Pitt is teaching those guys how to play poker, uh-huh. and he takes a break and he goes into the bar and there's a girl dancing. In right, the, it's just like that. Uh, you know, I'm running away with your wife. Great, you know, longest <laughs> night of my life. That's what he says in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's exactly what it is. So oh, all okay. the women in their own little shops. It's purple or pink lighting. It's red and black. And then as soon as they bring in a guy or a girl, it, they close up the drapes. Oh wow! But you can't stand in front of them at all. I, I learned that. I don't want to say the hard way, but it was raining on one of the nights, and I used I got underneath the, one of the red awnings for just a second, and one of the women in the workshop started banging on the window like, "Get out of the way! Get out of the way!" You're blocking your traffic. I was. I was. David, yeah, well, what's wrong with your? Ta- was, uh, oh my gosh! You probably didn't even go in. I did not. No, I'm not paying for it in that <sighs> poor, way. You know, poor, poor her. Yeah, I guess. Although, yeah, it was. I recommend traveling, first of all, no matter where you are. I, I'm lucky enough to say that I've traveled mostly throughout the United States in my lifetime. Me too. Yeah. But I've done it twice now in Europe. First going to Berlin, and then Krakow, Poland, and Poznan. And this one, obviously, going UK, France, Netherlands, that's Spain, a, It's fascinating. Portugal. I mean, that, that's all. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. good for you. I mean, my summer sucked. <laughs> well, summer's not over with. We it's got not, a lot of time left. We're like we're literally towards the end. Of, I mean, I guess at the middle of it. But mine, mine's been okay. I mean, trying to get this uh, whiskey sex, sex talk um, going has taken a lot of my time. Spe- having a lot of sex, having a lot of whiskey. That's, uh, well, yeah, that's I mean, good. whiskey for sure. The sex it's here and there. But <laughs> all I'm good. Not, I'm we're not going to complain. I'm not, I'm not bitter by it. <laughs> Talking about interesting topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I just read an article titled, What Makes a Voice Sexy or Deeply Unsexy? All right. Now, let me ask you, what do you think? Do you think that people subconsciously lower their voices like to actually appeal to the other sex or vice versa? No, I don't think so at all. I think what you get is what you get. I think with a story like that, the only thing that comes to my mind, at least firsthand when you say something like that based on the mm-hmm. title, is how... I personally respond to music. I, I listen to all kinds of music. Mm-hmm. Rap, hip-hop, R&B, country, house, techno, the whole smash. But anytime I hear a female vocalist with house music, I'm good. I'm just, I, I, I'll listen to that or listen to anything close to that, and I'm 
And I'm good. So I think as a as a man, I don't know how women are, but as a as a man, when you have anything female with some kind of kind of punch to it music wise and the vocalist sounds strong, I'm I'm there. I'm locked in. Well, check this out. Actually it's quite the opposite. Um it's actually they say that um Yes, it's true. Voice does play a huge factor as far as like if you consider the voice is sexy or not. And studies have shown that people actually subconsciously actually lower their voices when trying to attract the person that they're actually interested in. That's fascinating. You know, it is fascinating, but I I actually have caught myself doing subconsciously. Like when you're talking to that person you're interested, I've noticed that myself, uh, I'll, lower, I'll lower my voice, I'll be more like relaxed, more cool, f- more in my body. Okay. You know? Um, what's interesting about the, this article, though, is that um, the question that they ask is like, do you, like, what makes someone have a fuckable boy- voice? Wow, all right. Yeah, and according to them, a fuckable voice are those people that you hear that, well, first of all, a fuckable voice is um, are those voices that you hear that just get you going. You know what I'm saying? So, like, think about it. Um, if you think about it, it's, it has to do with a lot of like texture and rhythm, sure, of a per- of a person's voice, right? And if they're that, concise, right, and that's attractive. Yeah. Um, however, the interesting part is, is like. It's not about going. It's not about the voice being deep or like the way it resonates or its tonality. I think it's the way it it sounds to the person's ear. Yeah. Correct. Um. So it the article was saying that there's something conspiratorial and intimate about hearing a sexy voice person speak. Um. I mean, even if someone has an accent, actually, too. Oh yeah. A lot of people. Come on. Everybody loves an I accent. Agree. Yeah, I mean, like I agree. accents just do it for everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. But you know what? This is, the, this is what I was actually curious. Like, scientifically speaking, like, what really makes a voice sexy? Let's just be honest. Um, so, apparently, studies show that when women... Actually, let me ask you this question. Do you think women raise their voices high pitch or they lower their pitch when they are attracted to... They're interested in a person? I say lower. You're right. It says that uh, women tend to prefer... Um, they lower their voices when they're actually attracted to uh, the other person when they're interested. Okay. Um, and what's other, what's also interesting is that the studies also show that um, women tend to prefer men with a deeper voice because apparently it's linked to like high testosterone levels and and um, pretty much that's what it is. Maybe like a yeah, maybe like a I don't want to say a sense of security, but uh, a comforting sound. Right. And, and and here's the interesting part, whereas men are drawn to women with a higher pitch voice. Oh, I can't I can't because agree it's associated, with that. No, it says that it's associated with like their estrogen level, the level of fertility. Okay. But what I find interesting is that men prefer women with higher pitched voices, and the study is saying that women use, you know, they project, they high pitch their voice, and sure. men like that. But it's also saying that women, when they're actually attracted to someone, when they're really attracted, they tend to lower their voice. That's interesting. Right? Just the swing, yeah, one way or the other, man versus woman. And it's true. You see that, and I've seen that my girlfriends. Like, well, we'll go out, and you know, they're talking to a guy that they're they're interested. I can Some of them, I can hear that they raise their voice. They make it more perky, yeah. right? Like, like the you know? You know, like that type I of- can, See, Romy, I'm the exact opposite. If I hear a, a perky voice, I immediately just shut off. I go the other way. I have friends that- I have people that- friends that- I don't know why. And I, more so now than ever, I'm really conscious about 
speaking to a woman because if she is articulate with a calm mm-hmm. voice, I'm a lot more attracted to that than a woman that's maybe really attractive but with a higher pitch voice. So, but you could also, you're, I, I feel like a Lauren Bacall voice. Yeah, but see, here's the other or thing: like Scarlett Johansson voice. But subconsciously, you can also hear or even feel a person smile when yes. they talk to. Oh you. yeah, absolutely. Even on the phone, over yes. the phone, that's so true. They, you know, they say that um, when you're talking to people, it's always good to smile when you're on the phone. Right. It radiates. It radiates out to the other side. Well, anyways, uh, the. You know, the interesting thing about the the article was about that. I, f- I thought that I found that interesting, that men prefer higher-pitched voices, but in reality, women tend to lower their voice. In the end, I mean, what is considered a sexy voice? Well, that's that's partly, you know, it's determined by biology or, you know, society's exaggeration of, <laughs> of, of, of what we hear, of what we consider sexy voices. I think at the end... It, it, it comes down to preferences. I think it's all just preference. It's just chemistry, really, and what radiates and what you feel and you like. I mean, I, I've been attracted to people with deeper voices, high-pitched voices. You know, we, voices do something to you, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I think that, like, I, I, for example, I think uh, um, Josh, Josh, what's it? Josh Harding? No, it's not Josh Harding. The actor. Oh, my God. Why am I drawing a blank here? I don't know. Which one are you talking about? Which Which film is he in? Doesn't matter. It's past the point. <laughs> I was about to say about his voice. Oh, okay. But anyways, um, the article was great. I mean, I, th- I thought it was cool. I-, I was surprised to find out, like I said, that women actually lower their voices um, when attracted to the opposite. I'd and men cu- actually like hi- higher pitch voices. And I'd be curious to know the... Uh, you'd have to do some kind of study on this, but you'd have to compare and contrast voice levels with intelligence. Right. I'd be curious on that. I, I've seen stuff online. I don't know how accurate it is, but they say the more people cuss or swear, the higher, higher IQ. Inte- yeah, intelligent they are. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I'd be more curious to that with men and for women if your voice is higher pitched or if it goes to that higher level, if you are more or less intelligent to, as opposed right, to someone right, that yeah. goes deeper or lower. Um, because I'm... It's weird, but yeah, I I respond, I respond to a female that is slow, methodical, and has that voice. There's certain women out there just have a, a resonating voice. Yeah, I notice it more no, now when I watch the news or listen to the news. Like a good female reporter or anchor, she'll catch me right away. Yeah, no, I I told you know Miley Cyrus. I like how she sings. Okay, I mean. I think she has this very raspy voice. Mm-hmm. I just like the her voice. Just sounds nice. Yeah, some could get away with it. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, but anyways, I, I thought the article was interesting. I read this article. It's called "The Reasons You Feel Hornier in the Heat." <laughs> and, are you ready for this? All it right. all has to do with vi- the your vitamin D intake. Okay. Do you see where this is going? Explain this to me then. Okay. Okay. So, did you have you ever wonder uh, why when? Hot weather hits like we are more free and more in the mood for sex. I don't know. No, because I- I'm always in the mood, right? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to this article, it says that he can actually boost sex drive. And science has actually shown us that passion rises as the same time as temperatures. So that means that. 
we actually feel more in the mood of having sex during the summertime. Um, and I don't know if that's true. I mean, I, I think that like, I mean, when you read the article at the end, it concludes that like we're just horny yeah. all the time. Okay, like, well, we're in the mood for that. Yeah. But, I mean, I think there is true. The article did mention that um, it was saying that much of it has to do with the production of vitamin D. Because think about it. I mean, the sun. When you go out in the sun, that helps boost the body's production of vitamin D. Yeah. So and specifically, what the article was saying is that it produces testosterone in men. Yeah. And um, so they say that after being exposed, after like exposure to sunlight, our bodies produce more actually vitamin D that leads to the high uh, increase in testosterone levels. Um, what's interesting is that the research actually revealed that 33% men actually produce more testosterone flowing through their bodies in the month of June compared to January. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, um, and I would imagine that's that's nationwide as opposed to here in California. So does this mean that I have to, like, for all of us to, you know, people who have to take Viagra... <laughs> Would it be would it be correct to say go go lay out in the sun? Okay, well here's the thing. You want a personal story? Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a personal story. Here's a good one, and this is for men and women, and I highly recommend it. It doesn't matter your age, but two years ago, three years ago, I moved out of L.A. I had to go up to Central California for work, and the work that I was doing it was all media based, but I was on the road a lot. And so being on the road, my hours were bad. I didn't get off till about 10 or 11 o'clock every night. And because my job was so demanding, mm-hmm. I ate like shit. Ugh. So I was eating a lot of fast food, not cooking a lot, which I normally do. And even though I was working out, I couldn't outwork a bad diet. Well, I had a physical, annual physical. Two years ago, I did it. And my doctor ran a, an entire uh, blood test on me, found out two things. Mm. Found out my vitamin D level was beyond poor. the The range that you want to be at is actually for a man. I believe it was either seventeen or eighteen. You want to be at eighteen and above. And what's the average? Do you know? I don't. I do not know. I'm curious to know that. But my level of vitamin D was at eight. Is that like high or is that low? That's low. It's so- it's 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 below it's below poor, and I'll explain to you why. Not only was my vitamin D level beyond poor. For a male, your testosterone range your testosterone range is anywhere from 250 to 850. Oh. Mine was below that. It's like you had a bunch of estrogen. Yes. And so my doctor said, do you feel flat in your workouts or do you feel tired or lethargic? And I said, well, I have felt bad at times, but overall, I feel like I have plenty of juice in the tank when I work out. You're well, like, I'm emotional. No, I'm not why. emotional, <laughs> but he did say, hey, you got some things you need to work on. He showed me that, and he showed me my vitamin D, he showed me my testosterone levels, and then he also showed me my cholesterol, my HDL levels, like all that stuff, blood pressure, the whole smash. So within a year, I changed my diet, but I also started taking vitamin D supplements. And did you see the did did you see the the change? A significant change. Really? So, so within a year, my vitamin D level went from eight to thirty six, and then my testosterone level, which was below two hundred, shot all the way up to five sixty. Oh my gosh, you're like a stallion now. Yeah, it was crazy. So my so doctor, it is, so there is some truth to this. Yes, I mean, yeah. I mean, to me, it's all it's all science. Science. So you know, it's but it's, it's diet. Say this. It is dieting. It's yeah. diets, nutrition, it's stress. But levels. that's really interesting. You say that. Yeah. Because you know, uh, 
uh, like, you know, we just, you know, people start, I think that if that is true, we should start promoting more like vitamin D intake. I mean, I think that that's very important, especially yeah. if we're trying to have healthier sex lives. Right. Um, and, 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 and I think that's very important uh, for us as individuals to be, have that libido, you know, and here's, what's interesting about the article too, is that it, it also, there was another article that was published that said that it's called a, this is why your sex drive increases in the summer. And they were saying that, um, what's associated is with the level of serotonin, which is the key neurotransmitters, right? That, which is the, that gives us the ability to experience pleasure. Yeah. Um, so plus when it's hot out, I mean, we tend to wear less clothing, yeah. but it was saying that, which I obviously think about it, it involuntarily makes us think about sex. Um, so people are more, and the thing that the article was saying that people are more sociable in the summertime. Yeah. That's one reason why, uh, pe- people have sex in the summer. Um, however, um, the drop in the melatonin levels we experience from being in the sunlight ups our ups our libido, um, because apparently the melatonin blocks sex hormone. So it's really not simple science if you think about it. It's kind of no. it's it's it's, it's kind of what you're saying. It's it's this and that. It, I mean, it's a, a combination of different things. But I think vitamin D is so essential, and I think that's uh, people who are depressed. Uh, they say like you know go say out in the sun. How's your vitamin D intake and whatnot? Um, do you think that people conceive on the hottest days of the year or year round? Man, that's a good question. I would, I'd be more inclined to say they do during the hottest times of the year. You know, interesting enough, according to the National Bureau of Economics Research, it reveals that babies are not too likely to be conceived on the hottest days of the summer. It actually, it's the opposite. Hot weather Winter makes time. Us, well, no, because hot weather makes us lazy That's apparently, true. and we don't want to do anything. But then again, the research actually revealed that the that most sex actually. What's interesting is that the research actually revealed that most sex related Google searches are done in June and July, as that. well as in December and January. All right. So in other words, we're all freaking horny yeah. year round. When were you born? What month? Uh, December 19. All right. So I was born in July. Oh. Yeah. So my parents were busy in the summer. Yeah. Your parents Mine were, were busy uh, re- in the summer. Yeah. I was probably conceived like during Thanksgiving, like right after a meal, right? Uh, I could totally see that though. That, that, makes, that makes perfect sense, especially because you think about it. You know, sex, whiskey, alcohol, whatever it may be. Southern California, sometimes in Arizona, you get the weather that plays into it. People are always out. People are always active. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, wintertime, more clothing. Summertime, less clothing. People come to vacation in Southern California or they go out to Europe. Yeah. And then, you know, it's balls to the wall. No pun intended. Balls to the wall. But that's exactly what that it expression. is, you know? That's- it is. But, oh, you know, you mentioned something. You said alcohol. Now, um... Uh, I think alcohol, I mean, lowers everybody's inhibition um, to the point that I feel like sometimes people um, are commit, you know, adulterous acts, uh, infidelity specifically. There's an article that I read. It was called, uh, this is when you should tell your partner you've cheated on, according to experts. God, this conversation just turned dark. I know, I know. But it's just for the sake of like our listeners, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the question was... Um, what are you supposed to do when, let's say you're having an affair and the affair is over and you actually still want to stay with your partner? Okay, so this is in a marriage, not in a... This is like when you're commit in a committed relationship. Oh, any committed relationship. Or I think marriage. I mean, when you're with someone. Yeah, because I think, if, I think age matters in that too. Do you think that you should tell them no matter what? 
like if you've if you've cheated on a person or you haven't or is it a case by case basis? Case by case, I think especially with age is too. Well, they didn't address age. The article. Okay. The article did mention that first of all, they, it's most experts will say that you should keep. Uh, your infidelity is secret uh, to yourself because by you telling your partner, you can only cause more harm. Mm-hmm. And it's better to focus on yourself and identify the reasons behind the affair as to sure. why you did it. And um, it is good to keep the, um, the that. Is, well, first of all, it's, they said that it's good to keep the major secrets and protect your partner from unnecessary pain. Um According to relationship expert Susan Wilson, uh, there are times actually that you need to share the secret and need to come clean. Well, yeah, of course, if you got someone else pregnant, that's well, probably a clear. pregnant reason. <laughs> well, that's a whole di- that, I don't know. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a whole can of worms. That's like you better file for divorce and get married and make sure that you provide for that child or vice versa. I don't know what the yeah. options are, but yeah. Um, but no, she. Uh, the article was saying that she says that you have to come clean, and it all comes down to the type of infidelity. Now, uh, she said that if it's something like, let's say, like you got drunk and it's a one-time thing, absolutely do not tell your experts have to say do not she says do not tell your 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 significant other because that's going to cause more damage now if you were having an affair that was going on for years oh, or yeah. for months then that's actually premeditated not premeditated but it, you you thought about that before um and this is this is sex right it's not like a regular hookup yeah like, because no no this is like this is like you making a decision right, it's a well, decision just, made on numerous occasions yeah um uh because she says the article was saying that it indicates that a problem exists within the relationship. I mean, obviously, because if you're having an affair, and what you need to do is what you need to do uh, is that you need to go to therapy. <laughs> That's what it really says that before confessing the affair, because the therapist is actually going to give you the correct advice as far as like the type of language you're going to use to talk to your partner to address this issue, yeah. and to really refocus as to where. Is the where the where does the problem lie and why did you commit this? I mean, it's very interesting because most people, like myself, if if I was caught up in the situation, I think that I would probably come clean no matter what. Yeah. But we all do because I think we first of all we're guilty of committing, uh, you know, infidelity, but specifically because we think that by us coming clean that shows that we care and that we want to be redeemed and forgiven but that's not the case um uh i mean the the last question that the article addresses is what happens if you get caught games up would you confess or would you actually deny it if i was caught red-handed like in the act or just in general like she suspects or they suspect or you know the person i think Again, for me, age matters, relationship matters. Mm. Like I've never been married. Me neither. If if I was married, I would never do it. But if I did and I was guilty, I would admit it. That's the correct answer. Um, and that's what the article said that when you get caught, um, don't lie. Yeah. Because if you lie, you're only gonna endanger the. F- it's only gonna make it worse in the near future. Yeah. So it's better to just admit it. Yeah. Rip the bandaid off. Exactly. Yeah. That's um, that's it. But it, you know, Romeo, if you're in college, and you're mm-hmm. you're doing stuff, that's yeah. completely different. If you're in like late high school, early college, that's a whole different conversation too. Way different, right? <laughs> but. What do you, I'm not a marriage family therapist. I mean, either. but there's ways you can identify issues with a relationship. Well, that's what they are. That's what that's what they're addressing. Like you have to first before 
coming clean. Right. If you've been committing, if you've been in an affair, yeah. you have to first obviously end it, seek therapy, but, and then find solutions to how to address it and really come clean. Because think about it. You've I, been doing this for a while. You I seem know. very hesitant to like- No, because I, I think the whole seeing a therapist is bullshit. You think so? Because if people are self-aware, and I think most people are, I can identify issues with my relationship mm-hmm. or just myself, but seeing people- also that I affiliate with or know or grew up with, it comes down to a handful of things. Money, midlife crisis, work, commitment, kids, right. and the stress. I mean, it kind of goes all, it goes hand in hand with everything because if you're not feeling good about yourself, you want to have someone there to feel that will make you feel good. And if you're not getting it from that guy or that girl, you're going to go somewhere else. And you know what? If I'm a workaholic- and I'm never around. I fully expect my my woman, even though she's one thousand percent loyal, to have wandering eyes. Right. And it's unfortunate. That's just what happens. I think there's a. I mean, you, you brought up an interesting point. I think there's there is a good. It's good. I mean, listen, we all check out people. I think that's one thing to uh, acknowledge. Yeah. And there's a difference. I mean, do you consider lust cheating? No. Because people have, you know. But I'm not going to sit there and, and no, no, no. size I'm some not, woman. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. But, you know, you brought it. You know, you're, you're right, actually, to, 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 to what you're saying. Um, I think that if you're going to cheat, like. Just I go. I, no, I think that, that then maybe that says something about, like, maybe you're not happy. And sometimes I think with these situations where people are cheating, like, it's already on. <laughs> The relationship is already at, at its end. I well, mean, it's a dangerous spot. I would never do that to someone. I mean, think about it. I mean, if you really love someone you care, why would you go out and, and venture right. out and, and jeopardize everything that yeah. you've worked for or, or that, you know, it's so hard as it is being single. Can you imagine how hard it, or just be, or getting in a relationship nowadays is so hard. Yeah. We're all single. We're all tragically crying inside. Not all of us, but I wouldn't say that a lot of people feel lonely. Yeah. And, once you get that person and you're happy, like if you're not happy, walk away. Right. Uh, don't commit. But then these people, and you know what ends up happening too. A lot of people. When uh, I remember, I used to uh, have a, a college professor. She was a sex and relationships uh, psychiatrist, and she said that um, when people do cheat, right? Like when you do this this type of stuff, like um, that says more about you than 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 the other person of course. and that you should really definitely like if you're thinking about having those thoughts then it's time to move on or it's time to really uh analyze if if this if you want to continue this because i don't know i mean it's kind of like weird i mean people cheat for different reasons she that's what she was saying she said that uh number one what people divorce she was saying or people break up is because lack of communication sex and money those are the three th- three things. Yeah, one thousand percent. I agree. But uh, moving along to something very fascinating that actually a little bit scary. Um, so we're going from dark to scary. All right. Scary. <laughs> like we started off so well with me talking about Amsterdam, Amsterdam, and now we're just falling right off the cliff. You know, there's so many interesting topics out there. Yeah. Well, first of all, did you even know that users are actually being watched as they navigate uh, around pornography sites? That's what experts are warning us now. Uh, people are actually being watched as they navigate around pornography sites. Do you know that almost every adult website is sending details about people browsing to third parties, according to a new study? 
So, dude, that's total lack of privacy. Can I just say that? Yeah. Because it's it exposes. First of all, it it exposes a lot of people, but I think it's um it can do- totally damage you. Let's say you live in a country where you don't have certain rights or whatever and this is frowned upon and it could totally destroy someone's life. I mean, like, what is what are these companies even doing selling to... What is What are these porn companies... What information are they actually selling? I don't know. You could ask Facebook, right? Facebook's in the same dilemma. They just got hit with a huge fine as well. I think it was like $5 billion for privacy reasons. Well, I- you're con- you-, you hit something... Important because I'm not um, on Facebook, thank God. You know what's so funny is that the article was saying that one of the top reasons people use the internet, pornography. Oh wow! Yeah, Google um, porn, porn Google. Well, it gets it. You'll see how Google's tied into this. All right. Um. It, the there was a question. It says, "Are people using the internet more for porn than anything else?" Well, it's estimated that about thirty percent of the internet. <sighs> The biggest websites receive many billions of visit each year, and they are the lar- and they are larger than website giants like Amazon, Twitter, and Netflix combined. So I believe that what these companies are doing. I mean, does this? I mean, are you surprised that they're selling like your information? No, it's part of marketing. I feel like I. What I'm actually surprised is I don't know if these companies are actually letting you. Are we being told that? Uh, I mean, are we being told that they're selling our information? Oh, like, like having cookies that like, are built well, into yeah, like, the uh... like the third party. Um, I mean, like, who knows why they're collecting this data? Like, what are they trying to sell you? Like more porn or like possibly? Well, I mean, like, I don't know what to think about this. I mean, this it's really creepy because it's like it's 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 more invasive. That's so personal. Probably ties into dating websites too. I'd imagine, right? We have so they many didn't that are out that there. in the article. I'd be um, curious because we have so many out there: Bumble, Tinder, Plenty of Fish, J Date, Match, right? All those sites. There's a thousand of them. I think I honestly think that people know little about what's actually happening to them. I mean, I don't doubt it. I mean, I think the sites are actually the sites are doing it this without their knowledge. I mean, 93% of these sites are leaking data to another company. 74% of the world's top websites were sending information to Google about what their users were looking at. Dude, this is like beyond Big Brother watching. Oh, yeah. Even worse. You you need to have the... Uh, you would have to have the federal government step in. <sighs> they need to step away from... Well, a course. lot of things. For, yeah, from a lot of things, but something like this, that's that's pretty I fascinating. Think, I don't want to Google. You know, Google's as big as the government, if not bigger. Bigger. I mean, yeah. pff, it's Google. Yeah. I mean. It's worldwide. And I, global, it's scary. Yeah. And I don't know what they're doing with this type of information, but the fact that they're watching you. Listen, if there, there's one thing to watch my browsing history, like what I search for. Sure. There's a different thing if you're like, if they're looking at what you're porn what you're watching that's like so i don't know it's so invasive it's beyond invasive because listen everybody has watches porn i don't i don't want anybody watching going through my search engine and like seeing what what type of porn i'm watching i that's just such like it's just for me you know what i'm saying it's like it's not like something you share with people and like why the hell are these companies going to go share something you don't even want you don't even feel comfortable sharing not that it's a guilty thing yeah but you know it comes down to one thing. It's because they can. It's a, it's because they can. Of course, and they can you would give that answer. Now I'm kidding. Because they prey on people and they take advantage of why or what it is, and then psychologically, if they know how to target you in different ways, 
then boom. I mean, they, they have you hooked. I mean, I think what I found, it, what's interesting about that article was like how much people visit porn websites. It's more than like, than like Facebook or like any other social media. Really? Yeah. So to know that people log on, so now I'm going to be walking around thinking that Every person that's logged on the computer, there's only two things. They're either looking for something or they're or it's porn. That's, do you realize that, that's, right? That's unbelievable. So do you so it's kind of weird because I now that I'm aware of it, now I'm going to be like walking around just like thinking of that and laughing to myself. Yeah, like, exactly. That person's it, either texting, searching on something for Google, and they're of course looking at uh right. lo- looking at porn. That's uh, that's pretty wild. I mean, I mean, it, 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 it was interesting uh, news for the week. I mean, that's all I have for the for the week. And for our audience, our listeners, or everybody that's out there, uh, if you have any questions or comments or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email at whiskeysextalk at gmail.com. Nice. That's whiskeysextalk at gmail.com. Feel free to send us information, questions, or comments, like I said, and we will do our best to address uh, anything you have. Oh,